0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Success Show channel. I'm your host, Joshua Kangley with another episode of Table Talks. Everyone and welcome back to the show. Of course, you're listening to Table Talks with Joshua Kangley, and I always say this at the intro. But I love this show, guys, because I get to introduce to you so many cool and amazing people and share their stories with you. And that's what this is all about, sharing unique stories with the audience, with you guys, so that we can all learn from it and grow from it. So I'm super excited about my next guest because she has an awesome story and I love what she's doing about it. She is a podcast show host and uh, her podcast show is called Dyslexia Is Our Superpower. And she has a website, you can learn more about her. We'll get into all that later on in the show. But without further ado, let me introduce to you guys, Gibby Booth. Gibby, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me here.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so excited because like I was saying to you earlier, I really love your story. And I love what you're doing about it. I'm just going to give you a chance right now to introduce yourself to the audience. And let everyone know about you and kind of where you come from and what led you here today.
1: Yeah, sure. Well, uh, hello, everybody. Um, I'm Gibby Booth. I live in Western Massachusetts. um, Right now, the land of absolute cold. Um, And I'm a medical massage therapist by trade. And if you had asked me a couple years ago, I totally thought that that was exactly going to be my path and that I was going to do it forever Um, because I love to do it. But um, about three years ago, um, I had this interesting experience. I was working with a business coach and she was trying to teach me this sequence had nine parts and uh, i could not for the life of me remember either a all nine of them um or b the order of all these nine and so it was very frustrating and it brought back a lot of memories horrible memories um from childhood and i thought that she was going to think that i was trying and that i didn't care and so for the first time ever i outed my dyslexia i said you know i'm I'm not picking this up it's because i'm dyslexic and she said um what i thought she was gonna say was oh i totally understand what can i do to help um and what she ended up saying was the complete opposite and so she launched into this whole thing about wow that's great it makes so much sense as to why you're a successful entrepreneur and she was all excited about this and um you know we can certainly talk more about this later on but my experience with my dyslexia growing up i i I really feel that i was sort of plagued by it my whole life and so it was to me it was sort of like she had said that me having cancer was a great thing like it was that extreme to me and so there i am like being like but (laughs) no like no and so and i respected the heck out of this woman and so i'm like really trying to not say something and not be angry but i'm like shocked and frustrated and um, but I got to say, I really owe it to this woman because that's sort of what started the uh, the, the ball kind of rolling down the hill and um, and made me sort of start to question, like, well, wait a second, is this a good thing? Um, and uh, and so now my life has totally taken a turn, and I still do the, uh, the massage therapy work, and I have a pain clinic that I love, but um, I spend a huge chunk of my time doing dyslexic advocacy, and really focusing on the idea that dyslexia is not negative, it's a death sentence, and, um, and then taking, taking it even sort of further out than that, as I started with this work, it really was shocking to me, not only that people saw it so negatively, but that they most people you know, in society, we have this idea that difference is bad, that anything different is negative. And so this was just shocking to me, and it was like, wow, like, this is so backwards. So that's sort of been my current mission, and I am just—I'm so passionate about it, and I love it. And so that's sort of a—in a, a nutshell—kind um,
0: of, kind of who I am and what I'm doing and how I got into it. Awesome. Well, you know, and thanks again for being on the show because I love these stories, and I think too that it's amazing how that one person, that one woman, made such an impact and it, it helped you look at things in a different way, and that kind of put that spark in you perhaps and get that ball rolling on and how you can uh, think differently about your like you call it difference and so I just think it's so amazing how the power one person can have um, with that positivity and just that life-altering perspective
1: absolutely and what's been so wonderful is that I've been able to almost accidentally be that person for very a lot of parents of dyslexic kids as well as dyslexics both adults and kids which is
0: so wonderful absolutely so now you're kind of carrying that forward and paying it forward and helping so many people out and so now and you have a podcast which i mentioned earlier dyslexia is our superpower
1: so how i started the podcast is sort of a funny story i had had the idea it just sort of came to me like many of my crazy ideas and then i had massive fear voices around it and was like kibby no one is going to listen to it except your parents out of obligation um and that uh, you're never going to be able to get guests on, no one's going to talk to you, and then it's just going to kind of fizzle like many of your ideas. And so I sort of had the idea, and I kind of put it on the back burner. And then I um, wrote a memoir about my dyslexic story that's coming out this um, summer. And while I was writing it, there was a part I was writing about, I was about 17, and I was really struggling. I my brain, I felt like my brain was faulty, and I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't tell anybody because I was worried that they would think I was stupid and think less of me, and so it was a really sort of tough time, and so I was writing about this, and I was writing about how desperately I longed for a community of like-minded people, of fellow dyslexics, people who could relate, people who could understand, people could make me feel that I wasn't alone and I wasn't. And so it suddenly dawned on me that it was really ironic because there I was writing about how much I had longed for this community that I couldn't find. And I had this idea that, hey, I'm gonna start this podcast and I'm gonna create a ginormous database of dyslexic success stories showing fellow dyslexics, look, there's so many ways you can be successful as a person with dyslexia. And look, you are so not alone because we're all in this too. And uh, I just literally laughed at myself. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like, I had this idea, and I'm not doing it. Um, and so I um, emailed um, a friend of mine who was the first person I interviewed on the on the podcast, Mike. And I sent him this interview, and I said, or sorry, sent him this email. I said, Mike, I've started this podcast, and I'd really like you to be my first guest. Can you talk to me next Saturday? And he wrote back straight like, away. Yep, no problem. And in the meantime, you know, I had no podcast. I had nothing. But I did this on purpose to force me to do it because I knew that if I had sort of started the ball rolling, like okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually have to commit to this. So, um, so then at that point, I googled how do you start a podcast, okay. <laughs> and uh, and it went from there. Um, and so yeah, so that's kind of how it started, and it's so much fun, and I love talking to people. You probably have the same thing. You know, can't. You,
0: And it speaks a lot to your entrepreneurship uh, capabilities because you you had that idea and you just took some steps to get that ball rolling. And, you know, I had some of the same fears, too, when I started this, you know, who's going to listen, who's going to care, you know, uh, what am I even going to talk about? But, you know, it's it's been an amazing journey. And so I, as a fellow podcaster, what are, if you want to talk about it, what are some of the challenges or, or things that you faced? And and um, have you had any challenges? Launching, managing uh, the show?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not techie at all, Um, like, at all at all, and I'm 28, and so, you know, you look at me and everybody just assumes, because I'm of that generation, that I can perfectly work a cell phone and a computer, and a this and that and the other, and I really can't. (laughs) So, honestly, my biggest biggest sort of hurdle was um, figuring out, like, okay, do I try and buy some equipment and if so what do I even buy and um and do this myself And like oh my god this is gonna be a nightmare and a half um but I also like to challenge myself so I was sort of like well do I do it do I not? um so that was sort of one of my biggest challenges at first was like okay do I hire someone to do this and then is that okay like can I be okay with the fact that I'm choosing not to take on this challenge and I'm choosing instead to hire someone and I in fact that's what I ended up doing and I um I definitely think that that's um, for me worked out super 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 great. One of the um, pieces of advice that the same business coach who started the whole thing about dyslexia said to me a long time ago, she said, you know, if you're worth a certain amount of hour per, uh, per money, you know, of money per hour, um, you know, at my painting length, she's like, okay, so that's what you're worth per hour, and if you can pay someone to do something that you're not good at or that you don't do very well or that will take you longer less than what you make per hour and pay them and this was like a really hard concept for me because I'm very independent and um and for because of my dyslexia I really saw asking for help and accepting help for the longest time as a weakness and I've gotten a lot better about it, and um, and I see things quite differently about it. But for a long time, I kind of had to fight myself on this. Um, so for me, that was a big challenge of being like, it's okay. Like you can pay someone who this is what they do, and they will do it in five seconds and effortlessly, versus use many hours trying to do it." Um, so I'd say that that definitely was one of my biggest sort of challenges. Um, also, too, my first, <laughs> the first couple of times I interviewed people, I was so nervous about what i was going to say and what questions i was going to ask them so i had you know the set of questions that i emailed them and then i had backup questions and then i had backup backup questions um and uh and so um so definitely sort of getting over sort of my fears of like okay like because um, something you know with my dyslexia i will often say the wrong word i will often not think it's the right word or say something marginally inappropriate not based on purpose but something comes out like I, um, you know, was a bit worried about that, so I think just also just kind of getting my feet wet and just being like, okay, like, no, like, you, it's okay, like, just, just talk, uh, and I think also, too, like, getting, I think one of my things, too, was kind of getting out of the way of my guests, like, you know, with some people, you, I just takes just a little bit of like okay so here's this question and they just keep talking and talking kind of like what I'm doing right now um and then there are others that you know you ask a question and they answer in two sentences and you're like kind of like uh, uh, okay okay wait wait hey. so you know trying to sort of figure out that my uncle um is he's the um he's the voice that does the, my intro for me and um he's um talks for BBC radio in in England and so I asked him for sort of a few tips and things and um and he really just sort of said to me he's like it's not an interview it's a conversation yes and i just love that because it was like duh <laughs> you know and so he's like go into it and just have a really interesting conversation with who you're talking to it's not an interview um you're not grilling them if you were sitting down next to you know, a fire and you had some cookies and biscuits and, and some tea you know and it was kind of like oh so that really helped me with my perspective of, of to do it too and to make it sort of also less
0: scary in my own brain yes that helped me too because when you think of it as an interview it just seems so structured and, and nerve-wracking and it's like ah but once you think of it as a conversation it's a bit more freeing and a bit more uh, relaxed so i like i like that thought too exactly um, So where can we hear your podcast? So
1: um, it's on iTunes. It's also on um, a lot of the major, of course, which I had never heard of, um, but uh, a bunch of the major other podcasting apps. It's also um, on my website, which is just my name, GibbyBooth.com. And right at the top, there's a tab um, that says podcast, and all the episodes are on there
0: too. Awesome, guys. So those just tuning in, we are talking with Gibby Booth. Uh, For more information, go to www.gibbybooth.com. Like she said, you can go there and learn more about her and check her podcast out. You can also find her podcast on iTunes. It's Dyslexia Is Our Superpower. And we're going to talk more with Gibby when we come back. Hey, everyone, and thanks again for tuning in. We're talking with Gibby Booth. She is a podcast show host of Dyslexia Is Our Superpower. Remember to find that on iTunes on her website, www.gibbybooth.com. We're going to get back with Gibby here in just a bit. But before we do, just wanted to say thank you. Uh, Just another thank you guys uh, for tuning in to my show and listening in on the journey. It's a journey, guys. I'm talking with amazing people with amazing stories, and I get to share them with you. And we're gonna really get into with Gibby here when we come back in a bit, and I'm excited because she has a great story about how she's taking something that she felt uh, was a negative, but she's owning it. She's owning it, and not only owning it, but calling it a superpower. And that superpower is a gift that she is giving us uh, in her story and her journey as well, so just a huge thank you to Gibby for being on the show today, and uh, we'll continue that conversation in just a bit. Also, guys, I want to remind you, of course, that my book is available on Amazon. It's The Seven Principles of Success by Joshua Kangley. So just go to Amazon there and look up The Seven Principles of Success, you'll find my book there. The ebook is just 99 cents, and the print version is is just $4.99, so a lot of value packed into those pages, guys. These pages contain the principles that will guide you to success it will get you on the path to success guys and help you uh, reach success in all areas of your life so a great value there just go to amazon.com the seven principles of success you can find my show guys on itunes soundcloud and my website www.hellomynameisjosh.com. my name is josh.com appreciate too if you guys could like subscribe and share that way you get my voice in front of a larger and larger audience that way i'm helping more and more people That is my mission, of course, is to help as many people as I possibly can. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Now let's go back and talk more with Gibby Booth. everybody welcome back to the show of course if you're just tuning in we are talking with gibby booth now she's a podcast show host of dyslexia is our superpower she wrote a memoir all about her dyslexia and her journey through that and what she's doing about it now which is coming out later on this summer uh gibby welcome back to the show (laughs) thank you awesome so we were just talking about your podcast well i'd like to know because, like you said, we do learn a lot from our guests, and that's part of the fun—most of the fun, actually. And so, what are what are some things you've learned about your guests?
1: Yeah, um, I would say I've learned I learned a lot um, about dyslexia itself. Um, one of the things that I love to ask people—all my pretty much all my guests have dyslexia or are very connected to it in some way. And one thing I ask everybody is, uh, well, how does your dyslexia show itself? And what's been, and I sort of knew this, that, you know, that wasn't a one-size-fits-all, but what has been so amazing to me and very eye-opening is that I'll have somebody on and they'll be like, oh, you know, organization, I just, i that's just, uh, it's a disaster for me. I just, I am not organized, you know, I, I'm really bad at math, and then I'll have, but I'm, you know, but I love to read, and reading and writing is really, really great for me which I think is so wonderful and interesting because so many people when they think of dyslexia they think oh well that just experiences and, and and learning of like wow like you know not only was there was a lot of suffering but then there was a lot of like wow but I'm I'm really looking at this from the positives and so I think it's been really wonderful for me to to hear people's stories and to see how people take something so negative how so many people take something so negative and turn it into something so positive. Like yes okay I still can't turn my turn my left or so my right okay because i am now a billionaire you know like that is so awesome um or you know the fact that i you know all these things are these things that people can't do instead of just looking at that and be like well you know i can't do this and well too bad then that's just you know i'm, I'm just not going to be able to do things it's like no like okay i have this thing but, but it's okay because i have this and this, this and i'm so good at it. and that is something that is just it warms my heart when I just over and over hear that and see that. And it's like, wow, like it's
0: really impressive. It is, you know, and it's so amazing. And I just love how you phrase uh, the whole concept of your, your, your mission. And I love how you are taking the difference. Um, and like you said, you know, it's so weird how society views differences anyways. It's so weird. Uh, but I just love how you take that and you kind of own it by reframing it and calling it a superpower I love that concept because I think it we were talking about this a little bit earlier but I think it frees you I think it frees you from it and I think it gives you the confidence and I think it's so important that we all uh, everyone learns that but the younger that we can teach that to other people other kids I think the better so they can kind of grow up uh, with more confidence and I think a better view of themselves and how they fit into society so I just love how you call it a superpower, and I know that you're focusing on dyslexia, um, but you're also, I think you mentioned too, you're realizing that it's just not that, but it's all differences. We all have differences that we can kind of own and call superpower.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and you know, it's, it's so, as we talked about, this whole idea that difference is bad, um, mm-hmm. it was so mind-boggling to me at first, and and I realized that I was totally guilty of it, you know. If you, particularly when I was a kid, but, but also I'm trying to be more conscientious of it now. But you know, when I was a kid, or I would see somebody different on the street, like I'd be like, Mom, look, that person has you know 18 piercings in their nose, or that person is has blue hair, or look, that person is really really tall. And I wasn't meaning it as like a look how awesome that is. It was like look how weird that is. most of us subconsciously without even thinking do this um and if you don't awesome for you you're a hundred times you know ahead of the game and that's so cool um but so many of us do this and so the idea is like well wait a second like think how boring it would be if we all were you know there wasn't differences differences are so awesome differences are what gives our world color and discoveries and to me that we have this angle that difference equals bad and then taking it one step further that then we you know by sort of looking at okay difference is bad we then are making these people who have these differences feel terrible about themselves and uh and in fact you know we should be looking at like well hey the fact that you are really really tall is super awesome because of they can do all these awesome things so that's sort of really how I feel about dyslexia it's like well yes okay I you know there are many of us who struggle with lefts or rights or can't calculate the tip on the bill or all these things but who cares because we can do all these awesome really really awesome things so it's just looking at it from like okay well you know we instead of looking at all these negatives like let's
0: look at the other side let's flip it over right exactly you know that in owning it, it, it's it's because of your difference that makes you beautiful, that makes us each beautiful and different and unique, and, and uh, we can share that gift, that difference with others, and that's what you're doing. You know, I just love that, and you know, I think it's also so cool that there's people out there who who are conscious about that and can make a difference in your life, like the woman who helped you. Um, and I think that's just amazing. Uh-huh. And now you're like a kind of a beacon for other people. And so um, one thing I like to ask my guests is, you know, you're out there helping other people, sort of being that beacon, uh, you know, and, and spreading that word and that message of positivity. Well, what I would like to know and ask you, Gibby, is what motivates you? What what mo- What is it that motivates you? <laughs>
1: You were writing your books, but for me, when I it was very tough to write this memoir, um, and I no joke almost threw in the towel probably 500 times, um, because my fear voices just kind of took over, and um, and so it would just be like, Oh, give you this is stupid, no one's gonna read it, you can't actually write all this stuff, and and then so I'd have all these feelings, and and they would really start to kind of power you know, take over and have power over me. Get an email or a Facebook message, usually from a parent or a kid, uh, being like, you know, I, I listened to that podcast episode that just came out and it really was awesome and it just made me feel so much, so awesome because they told this one story and I could relate to it and you know and and just those those messages of people just sort of reaching out and being like, this really helped me. And, uh, and so I would do you know a five minute Facebook video and then would get these people messaging me or commenting on it or sending me an email and be like this this is really wonderful like thank you for doing this and so that just fuel
0: that you didn't throw the towel in and listen to those internal dialogue with yourself. So now that's coming out this summer, you said? Yeah.
1: That's for like every line had something and now it was like I could go like 10 15 pages without a comment like yes <laughs> um and so I but I read it cover to cover and I was all excited because I was gonna be like okay I'm gonna finish this and, and I'm gonna be like well done give me like you did it and I got to the end and I was kind of like hmm. and there were parts where I was like yes and there are parts where I was like Ugh. and I just really it was a really interesting time for me because I was like is my fair voices trying to delay this process, or am I really, generally not feeling this, um, and something isn't quite right? And so I sat with it for a while, and was like, Yep, nope, something isn't right. And I realized, after sort of a lot of sort of reflection, that there were certain parts that I that I had really sort of suffered as, you know, what suffered um, as a kid, and that I. Had just help and so have been um, have been going back to the drawing board and and sort of rehashing some of these scenes and putting, putting things, some, also some other things in there that I sort of like, eh, I don't want to write about that because that's going to bring up waterworks and that's going to be messy and I I don't want to do that (laughs) um, so uh, so yeah, so that's sort of the the true story is to to the delay on that but I'm, but I am excited um, that it's, it's going to be a much a much more true to the real version of the story, um it does
0: come out yeah absolutely and i'm excited about that i can't wait to pick that up when it does come out Gibby. so and i can relate to that too because like you said it is a disservice when you're not totally true and totally honest about it or these circumstances you're talking about and because i have the same things in my life too that were really hard to talk about and but you know what i what i realized is that i have to talk about it and i have to get it out because that's how I'm gonna help other people, is when you really talk about those things. And so, what a great gift to give you. What a great gift that you're giving us all with your memoir. When that comes out, where can we learn more about it?
1: Yeah, so it's gonna be all over my website. Um, I'm gonna be so excited it's finally done. It's been a sort of two and a half year project in the sort
0: of the main place where everybody <laughs> goes these days for books mm-hmm, absolutely so amazon.com check out www.gibbybooth.com that's g-i-b-b-y-b-o-o-t-h.com and stay tuned for her memoir due out this summer also go there to uh find her podcast dyslexia is our superpower you can also go to her website and pick up a free guide which is differences reframed um sign up for that guys get your free guy also uh, I'd like to ask you Gibby because you've talked about entrepreneurship a little bit and I think that you are a, you have that entrepreneurial spirit because you have an idea and you went for it you you did some research some groundwork, and you just got the ball rolling like you said so what are three things uh, or bits of advice you could tell entrepreneurs out there who have an idea and just need some motivation getting started
1: sir sure. Um, yeah, well, first of all, don't let anybody, no matter, I don't care who they are, tell you that your idea is stupid or it's not going to work. Um, you're the only person who has an idea and you can see it. Go for it. Um, and even if it doesn't work out, you're going to learn a ton. You'll meet people. Um, and maybe from there you'll be like, okay, well, this didn't work, but I'll change it and this angle does. Um, so just don't really go for it. Um, I, I think... You know, for me and i think many others that hear voices and then other people um with their their fair voices talking um can really damper things and so um i know i've seen that firsthand and i've um, seen other people too that it's it can be a real real issue and so just totally if you feel strongly about something and you're passionate about it just go for it um and uh, and really just trying to ignore ignore everybody else because when you start doing something cool, that often freaks out the people in your life, um, and therefore fear voices start exploding, and so and so, uh, and so then you tend to get the wrath of that. Um, and uh, so just yeah, totally totally keep going. The other thing I would say, I would say probably my favorite piece of advice um, that I personally uh, have to remind myself all the time about was from the brilliant Tony Robbins. If you don't know who he is. Please do yourself a huge favor and Google him immediately, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure you know who he is. Josh. <laughs> um, but, uh, but Tony Robbins is amazing, and one of the things that he said that just really helped me so much, he said that if you're not doing something that you really want to do, so you know, we always have these, these sort of excuses, oh, I really want to start this new business, but blah, 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 blah. Or I really want to quit my job, blah, but blah, blah, blah. So basically... Because your brain links more negativity and sort of bad things with not with doing it than not doing it. So basically, your brain is telling you, like, oh, not do this thing over here because it's better for us to not do it. Um, and so the idea is that you have to reprogram your brain to realize, well, wait a second. Actually, by not doing this, I'm actually doing more harm so usually that's well who are you you know depriving of and so for like example like was my book when someone you know when I'd sort of be like oh and I'd be dealing with all these dear voices and I'd get that email or message from someone saying that I was really Programming the brain. So that would be sort of my second piece of advice. And then my third piece of advice is to surround yourself with awesome people who are better than you. Because it's sort of like playing tennis with someone better than you. Your tennis is going to get way better. Your game is going to get way better. But if you're playing with someone who's your level or not as good, tennis isn't going to improve that much. So the idea is that if you can hang out with or pay, i.e., a coach or something like that, a mentor, you know to be around someone who's kicking butt you you're you know your level of tennis playing is gonna just explode um so that's something it that took a long time for me to be like yeah i totally should do that um but it's uh, it's huge for me and the the other thing i'll say to you i know you said three this is 3.5 is um is that um i felt very 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 alone in both my journey sort of trying to figure out what was going on with my brain and then again, when I was starting my business, and so I am totally, um, I'm offering this very much so, very genuinely, um, as a you know, if you have a question or you're confused about something or you just need someone to, to cheer you on and be like, yes, your idea is amazing, um, I'm totally happy to be that person because I didn't have.
0: I love your enthusiasm I love your spirit and I love what you're doing And I thank you for being on the show today and spending your time with me here you know one thing I do want to close it out because um, I think it's amazing and these are the stories that I, I really feel are important are these stories where we are overcoming something in our life and turning something like that into a positive and not only that but helping other people with it and I really think it's a beautiful gift and so I want to end it out by you, you, know, if you have anything else to say too, please go ahead and share that. But I'd like to have you speak to anyone out there who might have a difference, whether it be dyslexia or anything else, that's, and they're allowing it to limit themselves. They're allowing it to have the, that self-limiting um, behavior and, and, and thinking on them. What, what, what can you say to them right now to help them turn that into a superpower?
1: Yeah, totally. So uh, this is something that when I first heard, I was kind of like, yep, it's BS. Um, But (laughs) it's so, it's very easy to look at something that is different about yourself um, from a negative view because everybody else is. And so it's hard to turn around and be like, oh, this is a superpower or this is just at least a positive um, because you're getting so much negativity elsewhere. Something that was really big for me um, was that there were, people would always tell me, well, give me, you know, Richard Branson has dyslexia, and so does Cher, and Whoopi Goldberg, and I'd be like, so? And I was totally convinced, I was like, well, I thought it was like diabetes, like type one, type two, and granted neither one is good but that i was like there's a type one dyslexia and there's a type two and one of them is really wonderful and you know you become richard branson and it's awesome and then the other one is sort of your normal person dyslexia and that's what i have and that sucks and so when all these people were being like look look at this person i'd be like no no i need a normal person to look up to um i want to see a normal person who's struggling with this not someone who's famous but of course that's usually how they became famous is they were no wolves Quote, quote, normal first but but the point is is that if you're sort of looking um at uh, at your difference being like oh this this sucks um think about all the things that you're good at because i guarantee that there are stuff good that you're good at and maybe nothing to do with school that's so many for dyslexics is so school usually sucks opportunities and possibilities, maybe there's a different school that you go to um, so that things are better. But the idea is that confidence booster for me because literally I would sit there
0: Thank you so much again. Again, I love your spirit and enthusiasm, and I love your message. Thank you once again for being on the show today, Gibby. It's been awesome and amazing. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to let the audience know or edit out with?